Welcome to our podcast. Here's Melissa, Laura, and Rob. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Hello, everyone. Kick, how you doing? Hello. So we have a special episode. Let's see how it goes. I'm very excited. And we also have a special guest. Yes. Hi, Jolie. Hello, everybody. I'm happy to be a part of this podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for coming and joining us. We're excited. Yeah, thank you so much. So we have our cup of cacao ready. So I hope you have yours too. Or if you don't, just take this moment with us while we're blessing the cacao. And actually, Julie will will bless it for us. <laughs> what an honor. So I'm going to invite you to hold your cacao up to your heart. Close down your eyes. Take a few deep breaths, just connecting with the spirit of this medicine. And as you take your deep breaths, just take a moment to ask for permission. Thank her for her gifts, for her heart-opening medicine, for allowing us to work with her. Mm. Thank you for her sweetness. And I want to also extend the sense of gratefulness to the land that provide for this cacao, and in this case, it's Cuba. So I want to thank Cuba land and the farmers that cultivated and then made this cacao for us. Mm. So thank you. Thank you. Mm. Yes. Thank you. To Cuba land. To Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how it, it tastes. so good. It's... It's got a different smell to it, for sure. Very different. I feel there's some, like, coffee smell and, mm-hmm. and taste. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I like it. Me too. And you, did you add your normal accoutrements to it, or <laughs> is this just that the straight, pure uh, Cuban cacao? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I didn't put anything, just put some cayenne and stevia because I just wanted us to really taste this new cacao. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah, it is very good. It's got a very rich flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cayenne definitely comes through. I think Jolie's <laughs> about to like lose a lung. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very delicious. Thank you so much for bringing this back from yeah, Cuba. Yeah, it's a very interesting taste. So... Um, what happened? I was in Cuba and we went to, in Santiago, behind Santiago, there's these mountains and we went to the mountains and there were some farmers selling fruits. So we stopped and they also have cacao. So the actual fruit. So they opened and like we eat the flesh inside, which is like white. Yeah. And it tastes, uh, it's very refreshing. Was it sweet? A, a, a little? little sweet and refreshing. Mm. And and then they also had a cacao paste and was like oh and I just asked how they made they made it and they make it like um, like we know ceremonial cacao is made so the, the whole bean there is fermented and toasted and then they create the paste so I was like okay get, give it to me all of it yeah <laughs> how fun oh what a what a 
what an amazing adventure to be able to go up into the mountains in Cuba and then, you know, see the actual cacao pods and, and actually get to experience like eating it raw right there. How wonderful. And then mm-hmm. now actually being able to experience the paste that comes from those pods. Yeah. And beautiful. And, and buying from the lady who make it mm-hmm. made it. Like right from the source. I mean yeah. that you can't get fresher than that. I know. You know, oh, I, th- I think nobody else. I mean, everybody uh, was excited about that, but nobody else could have been more excited than me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Or oh, understand my excitement. It's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you tell them you're going to put it on our podcast? <laughs> Did you tell them we had a podcast about cacao? I did explain to some Cuban people that I have a podcast, but they don't know what they podcast don't understand. Is. <laughs> uh, they don't have much internet. They actually do, but I was surprised how they actually have Facebook and Instagram. But I guess, but YouTube, I get podcasts still not a thing not over big, there. Yeah. Um, so I had to explain it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And and oh, surprisingly, they're not very fond of cacao, no. actually, or chocolate. Oh, really? Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Like because I went to an ice cream place and the the only flavor they had in in late in the afternoon was was chocolate and I was like perfect, that's my taste. And apparently then they explained to me that's the last one because I mean they only had three altogether flavor. So it's like uh, strawberry, another one in in uh, chocolate, and so the chocolate is one left because nobody wants it. <laughs> <laughs> Go <laughs> figure. <laughs> Right? Oh, my goodness. I'd be up with the chocolate. Well, actually, strawberry sounds kind of good, too. <laughs> but Mix them together in chocolate-covered strawberries. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, well. It's delicious. So when you, when you made it, did you know how much to um, prepare for each dosage? I mean, are we taking a ceremonial dose? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Is it kind oh. of unknown because you bought it Well, it was local? I mean, just use the same amount, uh, around 30, 40 grams per okay. person, like I use with other ceremonial cacao. And uh, before I did, so I did, they, they, the paste was in like little bowls. And I, I got three bowls, but one I ate it every day, like, a <laughs> which, which is even more strange for them. <laughs> they were like, I don't think they're supposed to eat it that way. Don't worry. <laughs> but because for me it's the way like so I can taste it and feel it how the cacao is mm-hmm. as, as I work with cacao but I, I don't know if you do that as well actually I do especially mm-hmm. when I get a new one mm. yeah I'll taste it raw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now Jelly you've done cacao ceremonies I mean held them and right yeah, I, I actually uh, started last year. Yeah, getting that's to hold what I for thought. other people. It's beautiful. Oh, wonderful. Where do you where do you like to get your cacao from? Um, so I've tried a few different brands, but a lot of them have been from Peru or Guatemala. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's see. I'm very. Uh, what's the difference you've noticed? I noticed Peruvian cacao, and I mean, not only me. I, I heard other facilitators saying that Peruvian cacao has more of the alkaline that is similar to coffee, so it gives more energy. And also we were talking before that it melt it doesn't completely melt. Right. While the one from Guatemala has more theobrime, so it has more of the molecule that makes you feel connected and open your heart. 
it's interesting how each cacao has a different usage also. And I think it's beautiful to know them. And that's why eating raw um, helps to understand how, what to use when. And I'm excited for this Cuban cacao, even though you cannot really import, <laughs> import it. You can't get this is This is the only time we're going to have it. <laughs> only time. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you thought Cuban cigars were rare? Cuban cacao. Super rare. Yeah, they don't even like cacao in Cuba. That's how secret it is. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite chili? Definitely the Guatemalan cacao. Yeah. For how hard opening it is. Because mm-hmm. I noticed a little bit of that, more of that caffeine rush with yeah. the Peruvian cacao. And it, I like the more hard opening experience with, with that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I understand. I do that too. But again... When you do a ceremony, I think it's beautiful to have some more heart opening. Yeah. But other times, um, actually, there was a facilitator in the jungle that gave me a recipe. And that's why since then I use many more spices spices in my cacao. And he uses specifically Peruvian one mm-hmm. for the energy because he was saying like he likes to go to rave party. That's his goal, right? That a you, rave. You, rave yes. party. Yeah. So yeah. dancing there all night and... Normally, there are people who do like street drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And but he's a ayahuasca facilitator, so it would just use the Peruvian cacao and all other spices to get the energy. And he said it was the one dancing most of everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he's dancing off the walls. Yeah. <laughs> and so his friends just start coming to him and were like, "How do you do that? Yeah, cacao." <laughs> and he he was able to get everyone in the cacao on the cacao nice and, and 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 so by doing this way like people were just enjoying it the party more and not doing drugs anymore so yeah. it's just like killing two birds with a stone yeah yeah i actually whenever i'm at a community gathering or i'm going out i also have cacao before you go out yeah a lot of other people will drink or you know want to partake in something else and i choose cacao and mm. I, I feel like i'm always having the most fun because <laughs> I'm more connected to myself, you know, it's yeah. more natural and I'm yeah. really in my own essence and not right. looking to something else to get me there. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great idea for everyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> I don't know of any bars that serve cacao. It could be difficult. I know, I have this vision of like the new kind of nightclub. Where you have like music that is more ecstatic dance, and like Ooh. the bar is where they serve like all different cacao with spices and and maybe also like a matcha tea and other yeah. tea. Yeah. Ooh. Well, Down I mean they've it. got kava bars, right? <laughs> and they they're kind of really cool with the kava bars, and you can do all kinds of drinks with them. And then they've got usually some live music that goes with it. I mean, why not a cacao bar? I mean, you can like, do it. Well, yeah. I live next to a kava bar that actually does cacao in some of their drinks. Oh, um, really? Yep. Mm. Well, there you go. Yep. Maybe it's just going to slowly come into you know our society as yeah. like more people become more knowledgeable about what cacao is and yeah. what it can do for I'd you. I'd definitely rather have cacao than kava, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. really enjoy kava yeah. very much when I tried it. Yeah. It's like uh, keep having... like. Having fun, but we mostly, I mean, society, mainstream thing, having fun is, is drinking alcohol or, or getting yeah. substance that makes you disconnecting mm-hmm. from yourself. But actually, so bring something that makes you more connected to yourself. So you keep the fun. Exactly. But also, it's not only healthy, but it's just like good for you, for your development, for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
helps you find yourself, mm-hmm. connect with self-love. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> and it tastes yummy. <laughs> so I think I would like to add, like on, on, on that same note, we were just talking with Julie while I was making the cacao about uh, the dancing. Because in my, in my vacation in Cuba, I was uh, mainly focused on dancing. So we're having three hours of classes every day, and then, oh, and then some more sometimes, and then going out dancing. And I was explaining, I was telling her how that's something I learned from the medicine as well. A long time ago, and I just keep seeing more and more, which is that often when we meet people as, an adult, as adults, in any kind of relationship, from romantic to friendship, we often just start sharing stories. And it's like the story of who I am, right, from my past. And at first, this person is like, oh, that's so interesting story. And then you slowly, no matter how interesting the story, will become boring. Mm. Because it's like, I read that book 10 times. Like, and also in romantic relationship, you know, when in a couple and you're like, then your guys or your partner start sharing again and like, oh, I know that. That's boring. Like, okay, <laughs> no, over I, that. I don't know. Never felt that before. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Well, and because you're you, welcome. Because, because you embody the other things I'm going to say, which is, which is like remembering when we were a kid and like we don't even have a story. So we just like meet with the other kid and we just mm-hmm. let's go have fun let's go yeah. play let's, let's do enjoy each other something together mm-hmm. and that's what i've seen that we see for the work we all do more in in ceremony but it doesn't have to be a ceremony also like this two weeks in which we were all dancing together right we were we all had an instructor with who was a professional dancer from kutumba um, folklore ballet group um and also and we were it was a group of like some people from u.s from some people from uk denmark so of all different culture backgrounds um you know the cuban and european americans together and so despite of everything how just having a common things to do together, which was the dance, mm-hmm. just like eliminated any kind of discrimination. This as there was not even a thought that there could be any discrimination of of any kind, you know. Like, but when you tell a story, sometimes it's like you label a person, you put in the box because that person believed in that or fought for that. But it was like nothing. It was not, nothing was important because we were having something together, which was the dance mm-hmm. that just bond us. And we just felt like a big family. Also, um, the second week I discovered, I thought that the dancer, you know, it's their job. So I was thinking, I, I thought that then when they had to come out with us at night, they would just, they could have been bothered, you know, like they have a, a life there. So who cares to go out with tourists? But no, I discovered that actually, actually for them, they actually enjoyed it mm-hmm. and that not, they were not always all invited. And when I did not see them, I thought that because they didn't want to come, but actually they were not invited. So the last night knowing that we went, we invited everyone. Mm-hmm. And so like, again, just to say, to say, so also them, there was like a mutual feeling of like enjoying being in a group, like feeling as, just feeling as a family. And that was because just 
And that's what I was telling her. The beauty of humans, when we get out of our stories and we do something together, we create something together, we just bond and nothing else exists. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful when that can happen. And, you know, when you can, when you can push that aside, you see it actually in <clears throat> ceremony weekends where people, mm-hmm. you know, they push aside all their, you know, stories of, you know, my, what political party they really love or, you know, what they're really truly believing in, what they think they believe in. And they, they push it aside and they meet these people who are complete strangers to them. And, you know, at first they're a little hesitant because they still have that little story in their background. But once they settle in to the weekend, I mean, these people become like truly great friends with one another. They're complete strangers, but they're they're having this this moment, this bond with one another over this shared experience mm-hmm. um, and time together, and they're actually they're completely immersed in that experience. And when we can do that, whatever the experience is, when we can actually just really be in that moment, completely present with that other person, with however many people there are, it's like everything else disappears and nothing else matters but that moment and that connection. And it's really, it's really a beautiful thing when we can get out of our own way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something earlier today uh, on Instagram, actually, that was talking about, you know, stop trying to wrap your mind around it first and first wrap your heart around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. the mind is always seeking for something outside of ourselves or this box that we put ourselves in, this story that we're telling. But if we allow our hearts to lead first, Mm -hmm. then we get to learn, then we get to connect. And we're not continually living in this same pattern of, okay, I've heard this story 10 times already. It's Mm -hmm. getting old. Yeah. 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 I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, in a ceremony weekend, you know, a friendship develop between two people that would never, ever probably meet in real life um it's just astounding to see you know young people from the city and old country people and you know people from all different kinds of cultures and nationalities and backgrounds and religion really connecting on a deep level that you know and i mean and they even admit it they're like i probably would never ever talk to you in real life Mm -hmm. it's beautiful exactly and another thing that so so going to cuba that is isolated if you want from the rest of the world even Mm -hmm. though it was not as much isolated as I thought again they have Facebook and so on but like um, I happened to be invited to a yoga gathering that it was more a talk and they asked me to go and share and I ended up ending up being the guest speaker (laughs) hey would you like to come oh okay thanks show up oh and by the way you're the guest speaker (laughs) she said there was a chair with a microphone in front of a whole group of people microphone no but there was 20 people yeah (laughs) and so what an honor yes I was so excited but um, I did I didn't know what to talk because, like, what is this people issues? I don't know. Like, you know, they're in a sort of communist country. I say sort because let's not talk about that. But there's a lot of contradictions there, and um, and so it's like, what would be their issue? I have no idea. So I had like, you know, uh, like we're doing coaching. Like uh, we have a group, we have the group introduce themselves and hear what are the presenting issues so mm-hmm. I can understand better what to share. And so I was very surprised 
how the complaints were the same that we hear in ceremonies, mm-hmm. which were like uh, working too much, stress, putting others first, mm-hmm. not being able to manage emotions and that. So it was so surprised. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's so beautiful to see us. So, so at the end, we're all humans. Mm-hmm. So again, it doesn't matter. There's no boundaries, anything. We're all humans. We're all humans. We all complain of the same thing. We're all seeking for the same thing. There is more mm-hmm. connection with each other's, with nature. Mm-hmm. And feeling the love and the joy for this life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's... That's something that that I recognized early on is that, you know, we're all exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what happened to us. It doesn't matter, you know, how we grew up. Doesn't matter, you know, any of where we live, you know, the location. We all struggle and we struggle with the same exact things. Um, maybe at different times in our lives, maybe because of different experiences, but the root of it is it's all the same, mm-hmm. you know? And um, when we can recognize that within each other and say, okay, I, I, I see you. I, I see what you're struggling with and I'm here for you because I know what that struggle is like because I've experienced it. Or for some people that when they haven't reached that experience yet or, or that struggle yet, at least they can step back and say, oh, well, I, I honor this because I might be going through this one day myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, that's what's beautiful about connection. It's, you know, we all literally are going through this exact same experience and understanding all these different things and just at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of us are just craving connection mm-hmm. and support, mm-hmm. whether that be with ourselves or with nature or with other people. We just... Mm-hmm. We're all just little children who grew up into adults who want to play and connect and have fun. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day. Yep. (laughs) And the the beautiful, again, like how when we stripped out the suffering, right, the the craziness of our mind, human beings are beautiful, you Mm -hmm. know. Our divine nature is what we all recognize as divine yeah and i think you notice that like especially when there's like um big traumas that happen like uh, let's say 9 11 for example um when you have something huge like that where you have a mass amount of people that are experiencing this trauma at the exact same time what do you see what you see is our true nature comes out us trying to help one another support one another um, lift one another up you know and you don't see a whole lot of people like berating one another and being angry with one another. It's exactly the opposite. And that's our true nature. That's actually what comes out, you know, and it's unfortunate that it has to be like some sort of big trauma that occurs, but the essence of who we are is that. I mean, we are all these beautiful souls that just want to connect and support and love one another Mm -hmm. at the end of the day when we get out of our own heads and go into our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Man, that cacao's hitting you hard, girl. Is it? It's it strong, <laughs> right? Me hard, too. I was sitting here, I was like, whoa. Love there she is. city, baby. Hey. 
I wanted to ask because I do feel it's strong. I yeah. definitely feel it. It's very strong. It's and very it's, uplifting. It's a little nutty too. Yeah. I really like it. Good. Yeah. It's very, very make, good. Make sure to stir because stuff settles. Oh, no, I have been. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I have not been. totally like the Peruvian one. Yeah, I have yeah, it. I guess so, so, so good. I guess he gets all this energy from Cuba, you know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> definitely have a lot of energy in the music and the dancing and the joy of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. despite everything. Um, another very interesting thing was to uh, know a little bit more of the Santeria. I knew it before. Uh, I'll explain a little bit more. But, like, I, I try to ask more questions and also understand more. But okay, in short, Santeria is, um, um, they, they call it, they consider it a religion, but it was a tradition that was brought from Africa, from the slaves. And there was all this um, connection with certain spirits that they call <coughs> Orishas, or also saints, San, Santi, Santos. So when they were under the Spain, you know, they were trying to convert them to Catholicism. So they, they could not openly um, have this religion. So they just call uh, this Orisha uh, the saint. You know, that, that happened, I think, also in Brazil, same thing. So that's why now it's called Santeria from saint. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's this tradition from Africa. And so of all these, like, uh, spirits beans so I was very intrigued to know more and also I heard so when you are initiated you're initiate, initiated so first of all someone would do a reading and see what is which one of this orisha is connected with you already right that's calling you so an orisha is a spirit being? It's a spirit being. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And so how this Orisha is, so which one is connected with you? And they have different, like they have one is Chango, it's the thunder. One is um, Yamame, something like that, for the water. Then you have Ochun. I forgot for what, but I remember the name because it's like, I said, Ochun, bless you. <laughs> Maybe it's the wind. Stress <laughs> in... In yellow. Anyway. <laughs> Interesting. But anyway, and so, so and, and when they got initiated, then they, do, they got initiated with a ceremony, and then they have to dress in white for a whole year and be very careful of how mm-hmm. to go, how to share the energy, have less energy people around as possible to, to clean, to have this whole process of cleansing, mm-hmm. to connecting with this Orisha. And then they would wear like always like a beaded ja- the jewelry that, that is the color of the Orisha. Mm-hmm. And they may have more than one. And so I was very intrigued. And my uh, instructor, actually, I saw he had a bracelet. and was like, tell me more. And so he, he it was, he's, uh, he's initiated and he said he's uh, Santero uh, and his mother as well. Santero would be kind of a curandero. So actually, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So they also so he's have the one doing the, the initiations. Um, I think there's a sort of hierarchy. It's sort of hierarchy. So it's, okay. it's for now as a, it's connected with especially one spirit, Chango. Um, he also still learning from his mom also, who's more advanced and knows all the plant remedies. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why cool. he's writing down 
all the all all his mother knowledge. Okay. Yeah. So he, I don't think he does initiation, but he oh. can like do come to Olympia cleansing on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he was saying they do that also, mm. and also they use tobacco. But I I hope they could see it, in what way they use it. But they do use it to do some cleans. Um, but anyway, so I asked him to take me to this place where they do like uh, the meat and they honor the the orishas. And it was, um, so th- there's a house, but said they don't do anything inside the house. Everything is outside. And they use, they have this, the music that it's, um, for anyone who knows a little bit, is like rumba. It's not really rumba, but it sounds like, like it. So it's very rhythmic and they do all this dancing and each, uh, each orisha is a particular dancing. So if you're connecting with a particular orisha, you would dance in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, I think there's probably more they could not share with me. But it was saying like they, they drink a sort of rum, a rum. So I did drink it because to honor the Orishas. They drink and they drink a lot. And during the ceremony, not the initiation, I think the initiation would be something else. They drink it and then like, and with the music. And so they go in the trance dance and, this, and then you got like sort of, Take over, took over, take over by the Orisha, and you just like don't even know what's going on. You just leave your body, become a channel to the spirits. Hmm. And then, like, there was never happened to me with rum. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a <laughs> that is a ceremony. Uh, it happened to but, me with something I took out of a shot glass recently. <laughs> but, but that's fascinating. Yeah, and then there was this tree in the middle. And, I was, and he told me, oh, that is the tree. It's called Seba. I said, that's the tree where the Rishas live in, in mm. the tree. And it's like, huh. It's kind of like Noyarel. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah like uh, in Shipibo tradition, so each plant, so you connect with the spirit of the plant. Mm-hmm. But then the plant also has a realm. And especially... Uh, Noya Rao is the one so far that, from my understanding, has more beans with her. And so, you, and many times when you call Noya Rao, you may call different beans as well in the Icarus. Mm. So, for the one who never heard this before, uh, Noya Rao is one of the three I did dieta with, which is dieta is a process to connect with the plants and that you use this spirit in ayahuasca ceremony. Um, so, so it just sounded very similar yeah. to what I already know. It's like, oh, so this tree and the Risha lives in the tree. And I guess for him, other people would say, ah, oh, that's stupid. And I'm like, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I totally get it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's very interesting because like this tradition come from Africa, mm-hmm. right? So there was never been an exchange with Shipibo or the Amazon. Yeah. It, it is really amazing how all these different cultures have very sim- like minute similarities but in their traditions. But in, in essence, I mean, they're really just connecting to the spirits um, in their own way and using nature as, as a guide for that. You yeah, know. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and how this more ancient culture that were more in contact with nature mm-hmm. were able to to see all this. Yeah, yeah, and also like talking with him, and I was like, you know, like 
like I explained to him what I did with in Peru, and then I would say, yeah, I, you know, I really feel like plants are our ancestors. So like, yes, yes, you got it, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, okay, this lady understands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to marry this lady now. <laughs> It's just so fascinating, um, yeah. especially to see that the the sort of similarities between the, the com- I mean, they're completely on different continents. I mean, just amazing how mm-hmm. they're just so similar. Yeah. And also like, so they use the, the leaves of that plant, the seba, to like this smash it, smash them and clean them, mm-hmm. clean themselves. Like they used to as a cleanse. Mm-hmm. Um and again, also, like, I was fascinated by the fact they dress in white for one year. Yeah. And that that's reminds me of India and mm-hmm. the spiritual tradition and how the white is the color to, to not, not absorb any more karma. And that's right. what we're doing that year. They, they, they need to clean their energy and release karma, not absorbing karma. Right. And they don't call it that way, but that's what they're doing. So, again, like, seeing, okay, you see how all... The most ancient spirituality, they're more connected. They all do the same thing when you go, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you understand. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're all just connecting with spirit mm-hmm. and being guided. And we may interpret it a little bit differently. But then when you start, like you have to travel and experience these different cultures and their different spiritual practices, you see the similarities and you go, oh, okay. We're, we're not, not so different. There's no. a little golden thread. And if we pull it, we're a lot closer than we realize. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, reminds me of a saying I think uh, came from the Buddha. It says, "If you cannot become enlightened, travel." Really? Mm-hmm. Ah. I think it came from the Buddha. I'm not sure. it, but Someone smarter than me said it. I remember. think that was me. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's like that's really why my one main goal is to travel. Like I just keep getting this message from spirit to travel to travel to travel and I really feel like it's because you know there's some lessons out there that I need to learn from all these other cultures you know Mm -hmm. and and just to absorb that you know and understand it and then spread that knowledge yeah that's beautiful and the other thing for me was very important is to see um you know just fuel more of my Let's say my let's say my mission, if you want to, or my vision, of like and see more. Like we are all, all one humanity. Cuban mm-hmm. issues are everyone issues, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, also like when we call first world issue, but still like again, everybody on this earth we're all together, and so like that the work we're doing to help supporting people in their spiritual growth, so that everybody can start seeing that more. We're all one all on this earth mm-hmm. together we all have the same if someone else has an issue it's also my issue that's correct yeah and so by traveling and seeing that because then you connect deeper with the people also and you see without again discrimination like discrimination can be also i think i did a little mistake in you know when you see they definitely have less than us and they're poor but like you can never assume that because they have less, they're less happy also. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did for a little bit, so of course, then I centered myself. But I noticed, I was like, okay, because they, 
like they don't have a toilet seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or they don't have I don't know switch or things like that. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're unhappy. Definitely, there are things like they have um, electric plant that goes with gas. And the same thing I see in the jungle, like they use so much plastic. Those are things that we can see that it's uh, everyone's problem if there's pollution, mm-hmm. right? Everywhere in the world. But the other things we cannot assume that they're doing worse than us for that. It's being open and ask them how they feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, apart from that, yeah, that fuel more of like, oh, that's so important. Everything we do, even though we may have for 0.0001%, but there's many of us mm-hmm. to understand. So that really fueled more of this for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's beautiful to understand just how how we affect one another, even in the smallest way. And that, you know, one person's troubles aren't... Like when you walk by, for example... Like even here in the United States, when you see a homeless person on the street, most people will say, oh, they must have done something. They must have used too many drugs or they, you know, uh, somehow lost all their money and now they're expecting me to pay for their money. And so they, you know, some people judge them and they don't, you know, they don't go into their heart space and say, hey, this is a fellow human being who just needs our help in some way. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to give them all the money in your bank account but you could give them, a, you know, a, a glass of water. Mm-hmm. You could give them, you know, a blanket. Twelve pack of chicken. A twelve pack of chicken, like <laughs> we even yes. a cow, cacao, <laughs> right? Or even a smile, like a and smile. Look, smile. looking Something. at them like they're not anything yeah. inferior. Yeah. Most of the time, people don't even look them in the eyes. Yeah, You know, and just having that connection, just a little like, hi, how are you doing? Can I get you something? What do you need? Yeah. Just that little interaction can mean so much to that person. Yeah. We're all just, we're yes. the same. We just need that, that little slight thing. And that one little bit of interaction could have a ripple effect and actually change that person's lives. And then they could do the same thing for someone they know. Mm-hmm. We're all connected, every, every yes. one of us. That's why I was so, again, going back to the, the yoga place where it was, I was the guest speaker. First thing, like, how for them? Because they don't have much access to any books or just spirituality. So it's a small spiritual community in that sense. Luckily, they have this Orisha tradition mm-hmm. that is very present. But, like, for, for these other people that are, are less connected with the Orisha but are looking more for yoga like that, they don't have really have access yeah. Uh, so for them, having someone like me coming from outside, like try to bring something more, they were like looking. I was seeing their eyes. They they were so grateful. Mm-hmm. And like just looking, it's so beautiful. This exchange of souls, as you said. Mm-hmm. Like you, I didn't have I said to give them money or anything. Just give them my time. Yeah. And my love. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Because. Building on what you were saying previously, Laura, about you know some people won't even look at them, mm-hmm. or they want to create a story that mm-hmm. is judgmental towards the other person. Often, if people aren't wanting to judge them, they'll go to pity. Mm-hmm. And mm. I'm sure someone who's in that situation, who's going through a challenging moment in their life, the last thing that they want is pity. Right. But they also don't want to be ignored. They just need to be acknowledged. Yeah. And sometimes it is as simple as a smile or just 
it, just a smile and letting know, hey, I see you. I'm here. I honor you in this journey because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what we're here for. This life is a curriculum for our soul. And sometimes we have to go through some really challenging things to learn those lessons. And yeah. just a little bit of support along the way can really warm a heart. It can make all the difference. Yeah. It really can. So, yeah, I think it's great the the connection that you made in Cuba and the impact that you, you know, that short amount of time that you were able to be there, the impact you actually had in that community. I think it's it's wonderful that you embraced the community. You actually dove in. I think a lot of other people might not have t- taken that experience a little bit further mm-hmm. and and they would have just gone in, done the dancing and, you know, maybe saw the the all the poverty and the issues that and the political issues that are there and all the other things and judged the community but what you did is actually gone into the community met the people understood them met them in in their hearts Mm -hmm. and now you're willing to help them and i think it's so beautiful you have such a big heart i think it's wonderful (laughs) well thank you but i have to say also um so all the other participants, you know, like by really sharing with people, we were also in the guest house. So mm. when you are able, instead of staying in a hotel, but you connect with the people there, everyone was so open and willing to donate whatever they, they could. You know, like mm. uh, when we left, because they had this shortage in soap and shampoo, we all left the soap. And it, it felt weird because like... <laughs> give my soap but for them it's everything and they're so grateful also they mm-hmm. are really so grateful for any little thing so it's just it's just yeah. beautiful yeah. yeah it's a good reminder you know what what might be insignificant to us can mean the world to someone else yeah. you know and that could that could mean anything but so that just being aware of our presence in this world and what we can give to others and not demean what we can give them, even if it is something small, just know that that mm-hmm. it's from your heart and that's all that matters. And that's also the lesson of when we always say giving from overflowing. Mm-hmm. Definitely have an overflow of soap. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bubbles for days. <laughs> Take on my soap. I love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Soap for everyone. It reminds me of something I was listening to recently that was talking about um, gratitude. Mm-hmm. And how we're always searching for something more, especially in our society today. We have so much to be grateful for, but we're always searching for the next thing, Mm -hmm. wanting and desiring for more. And it's like, until we can be a good steward to what we already have, we're not going to appreciate what we think we want in the future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So coming back to that situation of being able to leave soap for them, that was something that they didn't have and that they wanted and they were grateful for what they already had. So soap which was such a huge gift. Mm-hmm. It just puts it into perspective. Sometimes having less allows us to be more grateful for what we do have and what we receive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also like there's definitely a middle ground, but we have too much, as you said, right? And But then by having less, you can still appreciate how they're having less material, but they have so much like social interaction, mm-hmm. you know, and connection with their family. So, so remembering how beautiful is simple life also. Yeah. Um, and definitely they do need soap or other things. Mm-hmm. They do need more than they have, but uh, they don't have enough. But rem- remembering like, how we have too much and we forgot about these essential things. Mm-hmm. There is human connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have Xboxes and Netflix. 
Yeah. Well, so, like it's all distraction. Right. That's yeah. What, yeah. what we have an, in abundance here, especially in the United States, is distraction. Yeah. Yes. You know, and and that's what really is harms us in a way because we it distracts us from going into our heart space, mm-hmm. and we're lucky enough that we can get the reminder almost daily of connecting back to ourselves and really how important that is. And we do make the effort to do that on a daily basis. But there's so many people that surround us that are in distraction 100% of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, the only thing that we can do is con- and continue to do what we do and be in our heart space and promote that and give our love and remind people to be in their heart space and... You know, be that for them, that that guidepost, if you will. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, and definitely also invites everyone to travel, but travel mm-hmm. and connecting with the people, not travel mm-hmm. just going luxurious hotel. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so if anyone is listening, would love to do <laughs> this vacation in Cuba, learning salsa. Is this <laughs> <laughs> no promotion here? But I really, really enjoy the whole organization because they've been helping there for twenty five years. And they just take care of you like so nicely and just such a beautiful experience. Yes, uh, the name is Caledonia. They're from Scot. They're they're based in Scotland, um, and it's just a beautiful experience. You're really well taken care of, and you have this beautiful connection with the Cuban people in mm. Santiago and with this their tradition of music and dancing. Yeah, I think it's such a, a beautiful organization, and what they're doing is just amazing. That not only do they bring, you know, um, people to Cuba to help with the economy there and such, but they're also broadening the minds and spirits of the people that are are attending these mm-hmm. um, retreats. And I think it's just wonderful that that they did that. And it's called Caledonia. Caledonia. C A L E D O N I A. Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. And another thing, this is also a beautiful example of how without doing, you know, we, I think we meet many people that, get, that start their spiritual journey and then they think and they want to change everything and, and work in spirituality, right? But we need so many people like like Caledonia. Mm-hmm. We need so many yeah. awakened spiritual per- people that are also doing I don't know, solar panels that don't do not pollute. Exactly. We need mm-hmm. also this, like, go a dancing vacation, and then you go dancing, and then you connect with the people. We need a lot of also this kind of work, and everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's not just doing ceremony. All of these things is the connection. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's what's so unique, because each one of us has some a different spark, something that we love. Our passions are different, or... What we enjoy is different. Um, how we express ourselves is different. And having, you know, being able to understand ourselves first to know what that is, and then being courageous enough to go out and express it with the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really what it comes down to. And doing it, you know, with integrity, with with an open heart, with honesty and love, um, and kindness and compassion. All those things, I think, is what is what we're supposed to do. And help one another at the end of the day. Well said. Yeah, very well said. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing 
Sounds like you had a fantastic time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you for this cacao again. It was really beautiful oh, God, cacao. It was delicious. It was really good. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you to the beautiful Jolie. Oh, yes. Thank, thank you. you for joining us, oh, Jolie. It was, it was an honor so to wonderful be here. to have you. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful to have you. And Jolie, okay. if anyone wants to find you um, on either Instagram or like anything on social media, what's the best way they can connect with you if they want to learn more about your cacao ceremonies or anything that you're doing, all the other activities you do? Thank you so much. Uh, so on Instagram, my handle is Compassionate Creatrix. I changed mm, that recently. I, I was like, like that. that feels really good. It's aligned. <laughs> um, so on there, that's more of my personal account, but I do share about my cacao ceremonies there. And then I have a women's circle that I do bi-weekly that is Somatic Sisterhood. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Is, is the online or in person? Uh, so the gatherings for the women's circles are in person. And they're here in Orlando? Orlando? Yes, they're here in Orlando every other Thursday. Perfect. Yeah, and I and, post the events on there. And do you have room for more in your current group? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> and Rob. <laughs> I live in women's group here. <laughs> and you love it. Right. I love you, Rob, but you can't come to this one. <laughs> All right, so thank right. you, everyone, for listening. Yes, thank you, everyone. Thank and you. we will see you next week. Yeah. Cacao, you later. <laughs> <laughs>